The following podcast contains adult subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. There's a bunch of pendejos in this place. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box with Juan, Tim, Doyle, Tomatoes, Alicia. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Nice veggies. gonna make are you gonna make some wine no we don't make our own wine that way for god's sakes drown that kitten in a toilet <laughs> <laughs> and we're back it didn't catch that uh, you didn't no i was tr- i was in the process of recording when he said it ah uh, that sucks <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Thinking Outside One, the Long Box. Two I'm friends Gabe. coming for you. Doyle. I'm on. And today we are going to be talking about the Nightmares on Elm Streets, which is to say the original Nightmare on Elm Street with Robert Unglin from nineteen eighty four. Is that how you say his name? I feel like that's not how you say it. Oh, his it's name. Robert Robert England, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, so there's this there's this weird thing where I read I read a lot, but I didn't like talk to a lot of people when I was a kid. So there's words that I mispronounce because I phonetically pronounced them when I was reading them all the time. And Robert and Robert Englund's name is one of them. What happens when you don't hang out with your friends enough, man? Fucking Robert. Fucking Robert Englund. Uh, anyways, uh, and then also the 2010 Nightmare on Elm Street starring, uh, the dude that plays Rorschach, whose name I don't remember anymore because too much bullshit has happened in between then and I'll tell now. you in a couple seconds, I'm just posting about the YouTube push. Push. That, that kid just sounds fucking miserable. Like, what's <laughs> happening to him? Because it wants tits in its mouth. It yeah. does. It probably does. Mom needs a break, and so she's I always out of want- the tits in my mouth and I'll go around screaming my head off. Well, you're also not an yeah. infant. <laughs> when you were an, when you were an infant, you did in fact scream your head <laughs> off when there wasn't a bit in your mouth. Yeah, like probably true. So the kitten is in there going berserk, mom's out here not giving a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so the original a night a Nightmare on Elm Street is a 1984 American slasher film written and directed by Wes Craven and produced by Robert Shea. It's the first installment in the Nightmare on Elm Street film series and stars Heather Langenkamp, John Saxon, Ronnie Blakely, Robert England, and Freddy Krueger as Freddy Krueger and Johnny Depp. The plot concerns four teenagers living on one street in the fictitious town of Springwood, Ohio, who are invaded and killed in their dreams, and thus killed in reality by a burnt killer with a bladed leather glove. This is a cool fact. Craven filmed A Nightmare on Elm Street on an estimated budget of $1.8 million, and the film grossed $57 million worldwide. That's why everybody wanted to make slasher movies. Is because yeah. they cost fucking absolutely nothing to make, and they make shitloads of money. That is fucking. I, I was listening. I was editing the Anders Heinrichsen interview that just came out today, and you said uh-huh. that you said that we characterize money in barrels full, and this is a fucking ton of wheelbarrow full of money off of one point exactly. eight million dollars. <laughs> yes, it is a metric fuck ton <laughs> of wheelbarrows full yes. of money. <laughs> 
The 2010 American slasher film, A Nightmare on Elm Street Rebate, directed by Samuel Bayer and written by Wesley Strick and Eric Heiserer. The film, <laughs> st- <laughs> the film stars Jackie Earl Haley, Kyle Gallner, Rooney Mara, Katie Cassidy, Thomas Decker. It's a remake of the 1984 Wes Craven film of the same name, produced by Michael Bay, who doesn't know how to make a fucking horror movie, and Platinum Dunes. <laughs> He knows how to make one cost a lot of money. <laughs> it costs. It, it made money, and I don't know if that's off of the back of it being a reboot from a something that's really well loved. But it, the budget was thirty five million. I mean, I guess it. I don't know how to put this into perspective because it was. It made thirty five million. It probably cost another thirty million to advertise, and it made one hundred and fifteen million. So it. I, I mean, it made some money. Yeah. It definitely doesn't have the same margin. No, that I like no. How, no one has. By no. Like I like how he, he redid some of the shots, like Freddie coming through the wallpaper, and or it like looks, the and it looks worse. Shot. Yeah, and it, and it looks worse in the new one. <laughs> I think the bathtub yeah. scene looks. I think it because because you how do you fuck that up? It's a girl in a tub and yeah, a the fucking ba- hand coming the through the water. Scene I thought was really cool. Yeah. So, okay, so first of all, so I'm, I have I'm sorry. I'm I'm going to cut you off real quick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This whole topic came about from a voicemail that I'm going to play right now. Yeah, um I was just wondering if uh you guys could address the difference between Robert England and Jack Earl Haley and their portrayals of uh Freddy Krueger. And the difference between the movies, what you guys thought. Now, back to our show. Okay. Oh, I haven't heard the voicemail. Oh, you haven't? Oh, you weren't here last time. That's why. So basically, the guy wants to know uh, which of the two Freddies we like and why we like one over the other. So I have to frame everything about, you know, evaluating both of these movies under the understanding of you guys that Freddy is my least favorite slasher franchise. What? Yeah, it I don't really find its mixture of like No, that's not true. Child's play is worse, but I don't really like it. <laughs> wow. It's mixture it, I don't really like its mixture of like intense violence and comedy. Like the way that it was done, it was just so dopey. Like that, I had That's a why really hard loves Freddy Krueger. See, and I I understand that. And like this is kind of like Doyle with the last movie. Like I one hundred percent understand why people like it. It just is one hundred percent not my cup of tea. Like I it's just, just I don't. I don't understand that from the framing of other slasher films. I, I I might understand that from the framing of what a horror movie is supposed to be like, but fu- I fucking hate uh, Michael Myers. I don't like Jason Voorhees because they're so fucking boring. It's just a dude with a weapon who you can't. He just lurks around like an idiot, and somehow you can't fucking kill him. Like that just makes that just is so boring to me. This is cool because you can't. It's hard to stop Freddy in a realm that you don't really control and understand, and you have to go to sleep at some point. And I love that yeah, about these he's movies. A guy with a weapon, and somehow you can't kill him. Well, but I, but oh. it's not. <laughs> it's, there's, there's a whole. It is. I, I like it because there's a whole level of there's a whole difference. Like it's not a it's not a real 
area that you're in. Like you can't it that that brings a whole I mean eventually at the end of the day all horror movies are basically that. There's a fucking monster or a fucking killer of some sort and you've got to try and stop him and scares happen throughout the movie. I like this because it's it added a level of dimension that you you didn't really th- you know, have anything at the time because the d- dreams are something that we don't really understand I, to this I get day. What, I get what you're saying because, like Michael Myers, you could just get in a fucking car and like drive to California. Yeah, and, like it's gonna take his ass a really long time to walk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Catch him in a fucking all the way net. to California. You'll be all right. But with like Freddie, you do have to go to sleep at some point, no matter what you do. And you have no control in that realm where he does. So I understand what you're saying, and, and that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that this is the best like horror film because I don't think no. that at all. But I, I, like if, if we're just talking about slasher films, it's it's that boggles my mind how that this is your least favorite. Like that's crazy to me. So it's it just like I said, it's just one of those things where. So at the time, I had watched a lot of stuff like Last House on the Left and like I Spit on Your Grave and like the original like uh, the like Maniac and Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Maniac and I was Cop? Uh, no, not Maniac <laughs> Cop. I had seen that, but that's not in the same list, <laughs> you know, but I had seen so much like really intense, like, I guess, like thought maybe not thought provoking, but like at least more intelligent, like slasher movies that didn't rely on comedy so much that when I saw it, it just really was kind of off putting and I didn't really end up enjoying it. But so that doesn't mean, but that doesn't mean I don't understand why people like it. And it also doesn't mean that I can't like watch the movie like subjectively or objectively and like decide which, you know, which, version i like better which actor i like better because everybody knows robert england's the best freddie that you could possibly have like the man is perfect for that job so so i'm gonna put your objectivity to the test because i don't believe what you said is true if we're only looking at the first film which we're supposed to be doing here because the first film relies on almost no comedy it's it's almost a straight horror film so you're right, but like it's the it's the quips. Like I feel like he's a little faster to like make a pun or make a joke in in the first one than the character that is portrayed in this version of Nightmare on Elm Street. Like there's less jokes, there's just as many jump scares, but it's not like I don't feel like he's so quick to like just blurt out a pun. You know what I'm saying? No. Are you t- are you talking about the the I'm just talking about the original Nightmare on Elm Street versus the the sequels of the original cuz I agree with you the sequels the more sequels you got the the further down the rabbit hole you got the funnier and kind of quippy Freddy got which is why I love Freddy but I I think if we're just looking at the first original 1984 Nightmare on Elm Street it's not that funny there's not a lot of comedy in it it's mostly just a horror film no, and I'm saying, like, between the two films, like, I feel like there's more, like, punness and more, like, quippiness in the old one than in the new I, one. I can agree with that. I, and was, I, think, I was thinking more I versus think, other slasher films. No, no, not at all. Uh, like, I'm literally just thinking about the two, gotcha. like, Nightmare on Elm Street I gotcha. now. So, like, but that's the thing is, like, Robert England, like, portrays the character. Unglund. In, like, it's, it's pronounced Unglund. <laughs> 
fucking hate you sometimes, Tim. <laughs> like he's he portrays the character in like a very specific way that I think is more effective than than the Freddy in this newer one. Like he just seems it's like he has his I'm Batman voice in the new one. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know. It just it's not bad. Neither of them are like horrible movies, but neither of them are like great to me. You know what I'm saying? But one is a classic because it is inventive and it is very different. And it is something that deserves like the accolades and the place that it has because it reinvented like it really reinvented what a slasher film could be. Like there wouldn't be movies like Jeepers Creepers or like uh, Hatchet and shit like that. If it wasn't for, if it wasn't for uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Uh, I think you have to put all important movies. I think you have to put all as much as I don't like uh, the, uh, Friday the Thirteenth and and uh, Michael Myers movies. I think they all kind of came out at the same time and kind of reinvented what that movie is supposed to look like. And so I think they're all kind of on the same pedestal as far as what they've done for the future of what that movie is. And and, and I think they're on the same pedestal because of that. Um, I, I definitely think that the, that for me personally, a nightmare on Elm street just stands above them. But it, it, for me, it's, it's because of who Freddie turned out to be kind of throughout the, all of the films. Um, and, and I think that's what, and I'm sure that that's what everybody thinks, but I think that's what the 2010 remake lacks. It's just, it's, it's literally a straight horror film and you see a dude fucking cut his throat within the first like seconds of the movie it's 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 a dark movie and like i i think it's it suffers from that like the remake has to be more intense than the old one like halloween is very much so like that uh the the new version of uh the hills have eyes is like that jason Uh, the newer version of Friday the 13th was like that, where they're leaning so heavily on how much more violent can we be than they are, like, how can we find, like, a a more interesting or, like, a new and interesting way to, like, tell this story. And that's, like, so, so there's a franchise that, like, I literally just discovered personally, like, a couple of weeks ago called Hatchet that I think really does it well by playing up like the comedy in all of the parts that don't involve the killer. And then all the parts that do have the killer are like intense violence, like to the point where they couldn't even get like an R rating on like the first two movies. So like, I think it, I think I have more fun watching those because you take the killer seriously and the comedy is like the stupid people around them. Like that's what makes Shaun of the Dead fun. Like the zombies are a threat. Like they will kill your ass. But the people trying to fight it off are a bunch of idiots like us that, you know, saw some creepy movies and said, I think I know how to not die. <laughs> it's hiding in a bar. <laughs> Put, push Doyle out in front of the zombies. <laughs> and then run. 
the fuck out of Dodge. I th- Doyle I th- looks upset. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that I, I honestly think Zombie that Zombie Apocalypse comes, you try it, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think that I I I like. I mean, we you're not wrong, Gabe. I you know, like Doyle said the last episode, we're we're you know we're okay with whatever our opinions are. What I liked the fact that because he's in a dream world, it could be because I don't ever think that it was ham fisted until we got to like Freddy Five. You know, it, it always like Dream Warriors is pretty ham fisted, right? Man. That's a, so so it, it's it to me it, that's like four, isn't it? I think so. Uh, it may be three. It may be three. I don't know. There's but, a fuckload of them, and I know I've seen them all. I just can't keep like it's right, kind of like it's kind of like uh, lower decks that way, where they all just have become like one giant fucking <laughs> movie in my brain. <laughs> so I so I I was saying I I liked it because when they're in the dream state, the comedy to me comes off like he, like a part of what he's doing to torture these people in their dreams in a way that they can't get out. And I feel right. like the, the 2010 version did it in a spot that didn't really work well. Cause he, he slashes the dude when he's in jail and he tells the story about how your, your brain is still alive for six minutes after you've died or some shit like that. And he's like, you know, we've got, five more minutes to go or something and i think that was his way of trying to be kind of freddie more you know jokey kind of and it didn't like you said if i'm focusing on the way he looks is so different his voice is kind of weird and it's just it's just a weird it's just a weird thing to me it just definitely didn't come off as jokey to me (laughs) (laughs) but i I think that's what he was trying to accomplish i could be wrong but i think kind of that's what he was trying to accomplish is to be more like the robert england freddie but i could be wrong i see i thought i mean i I don't know but i thought they kind of just went the opposite way where they did the majority of the film 100 percent, they did they they seemed like they didn't really want to make him jokey they wanted to make him like way more of like a like in the remake, he comes off as like a straight up pedophile, like demon thing. Until that's the like middle, not, that's not fun at all. Until the middle, until the kids say you you didn't you killed him and you didn't even know. Like you, we could have said anything. We like they well they they, they, they were they didn't they didn't know about him. But, no, no, I know, but, but they tr- they try to throw way. a twist in there to say that like Freddy Krueger was all of a sudden not a pedophile. And I was like, wait a minute, is this some kind of fucking redemption story? Like he wasn't. Ha He's just out for revenge because these little oh, kids yeah. got him killed. And I was like, yeah, what the every, fuck? Every time Freddy is talking, though, like he comes across like a right. pedophile. No, I agree. I agree. Like he's like Jesus Christ! This is a- His dialogue is so fucking like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's uh, that's, that's so his unsettling. I'm Batman voice. It's weird. <laughs> like, <it's a> trigger. <laughs> I like him yeah, as a bad guy. I wish I could see him being like a really creepy villain, bad guy, monster. That's not Freddy. Yeah, because it's so hard once you put on like that. This is Freddy. For me, it becomes like a, uh, well. Are you sure? It's not. Really, really <laughs> didn't like how the face looked in the remake. So No, but I just, I like his voice and his, like, his, I don't know. I like his Rorschachness that is still apparent in his frettiness. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. apparently, I, the cha- the reason for the change in the way he looks is because that that's supposed to be more realistic to what a burn victim looks like. And I've I don't I've never 
personally seen a burn victim like straight up, so I have no idea. But supposedly the CGI and the makeup they used is supposed to be more closely related to what a burn victim looks like. Man, I've seen a burn victim. I've never seen a burn victim like Freddy. That's like burn <laughs> everything. <laughs> well, they went for like recovered burn victim. Yeah. Like Freddy is supposed to be like having this just happen to him every time you see him. So on the Rotten Tomatoes, the original gets a 94 critic score and an 83 audience score. And the the remake gets a 15% critic score and a 43% audience score. So I think part I think a big part of why the critic score is so low is just because it's a remake. Like it's it's a decent horror movie. Like it's it's fine as a, as far as like a you know, I'm going to go to a Saturday matinee with my friends to go see a shitty horror movie. Like, it's it's fine for that. It's not great. It's not horrible. It just, like, is a movie that exists. And the reason that the original one gets such great critical review is because it's completely different. It was, like, so different and so new and so unique when it came out that there's no way around giving it praise like i may not personally put this like in my top five slasher movies but it deserves a place in every discussion about slasher movies you know like it's it's just so pivotal and different and important for its time that a remake is never going to get the kind of accolades that the original got so no, I, I, I knew we were going to go down this path a little bit. So I, I want I, I wanted to bring up a list of what people thought remakes were better than the originals. Um, and so I'll quickly scan through this because it's a pretty long list and see what you guys think. Um, but this person thinks that the Little Shop of Horrors remake was better than the original. The eighties one. Um. By 1960, yes, the 86 version underperformed at the box office, but it's earned a cult following of its own, and the critics give it a 90%. So they believe that it was better at the end than the original. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I like the as well. I like the old one a lot better. Okay. I do as well. Cronenberg's The Fly bugs you more than the original? Yes, that's true. Also agree. Uh, True Grit was another one they said they thought the or- the original was worse than the remake. The like the Jeff Bridges versus the uh, John Wayne. John one. Wayne, yeah, yes. that's John Wayne, isn't it? So I think the the new one holds to like the source material, like the novel, a lot better, and I found it enjoyable because of that. But there's no way getting around how iconic True Grit is as a movie. Yeah, I didn't know this even had an original. Um, but Scarface is on the list, uh, 1932 versus 1983. So, like, I have kind of a divided opinion about that because the 30 Scarface is a fucking fantastic movie, but the the 80 Scarface with Al Pacino is, like, a completely different movie. Oh. <laughs> like, it, it's like, it's it's just as good. It's just not... It's a remake like The Thing from Another World and The Thing. So you the, know, the Thing is next. 
the yeah. thing is the thing is significantly better from the thing from another world, but it's absolutely yes. But they're also <laughs> again they're two completely different movies when it comes down to it. They're less remakes and more kind of like reimaginations. Yeah, yeah. imaging of them. The, and this one I completely disagree with uh, is uh, the Pennywise. It Stephen King's it. That's bullshit. Yeah, I like Tim the original Curry's, much better. Tim Curry's version yeah. of Pennywise is significantly more entertaining. So I, I don't know. I I enjoyed. Me. I we haven't heard much from Tim. Uh, I don't know if you watched it or not. Um, huh? I did. So I kind of liked. Uh, the newer Freddy aesthetically more than the original Freddy, but I like original Freddy more as far as his like uh, persona or whatever. So you want the look of the new Freddy on the voice of the old Freddy. Yeah. And that would really do it for me, but I'm kind of with Gabe. Freddy's not really my favorite slasher guy either. Um, I just, you know, it's, they're both good in my opinion. The remake and the original. There's, it's just the same story all over again, but different. So I, I think like, <laughs> I, I, I think one of the things that kind of bugs me about this movie, as a as a remake, is there's like a seriously very good re. Uh, imagining of the franchise in a new nightmare. In the last one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like I would have much rather seen them jump off from that point than remake the movie. You know, I, I don't know. That that movie just is, is a head and shoulders above just like a straight reboot of the movie because it, again, creates like a completely new and inventive way of doing that slasher character by taking him out of the fictional world and putting him into the real world and making this cool, like meta story that there really hadn't been anything like that and the, before in the, slasher movies. The look of that Freddy is, is pretty fucking cool. Like he looks way different in that Freddy than he does for the rest of the franchise. And the, and the, the glove and the knives are completely different. Cause it's almost like ingrained in his hand. And it, I, I really like the look of the, of the new nightmare, Freddy. The new nightmare is genuinely probably the only nightmare on Elm street that I was creeped out while I was watching it. Like, it's just a fucking great movie. Doyle Ugh. disappeared. I don't know where Doyle Agreed. went. No, I'm here still. I'm just uh, Petrie is attacking me, so I'm <laughs> off camera. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Doyle? Um, I definitely like the original better than the remake. The remake to me was just like, let's see how fucked up we can kill people, and like how disturbing we can make a pedophile like um, nightmare monster be, and the answer is pretty disturbing. But I just it didn't. <laughs> It wasn't like there was nothing endearing about it, which is weird to say when it comes to a slasher movie. But the first movie where, as I mean, like slashers just aren't my favorite thing in the world anyway. But like I do, I do like the Nightmare on Elm Street series quite a bit. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely like the first one better. I think uh, Englund or Blonde is, is a better Freddy in my opinion. But 
I also like the whole fact that it's like it's more encapsulated like in a street, whereas like the second movie, like all the kids are like moved away, and it's like they don't even the parents are like mind fucking them and somehow oppressing their memories. Like there's a lot of weird shit in the new movie. It's that a pill, Doyle. It's a pill. I know, but I just the whole new movie is like there's just so much shit that's weird to me. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> It's just, everybody's like nobody's good in the in the second movie. Everyone's kind of a piece of shit in the new Elm Street. Uh, like, like a when the girlfriend gets killed, the second person who dies in the new movie, and she's talking to her boyfriend about they're having the same fucking dream, and he's like, "Oh, you're you're just crazy." Nobody would, nobody would do that. Like if me and Will no. were sitting together going, "Hey, we did you just have that? Yeah, I just had that dream." We would both be creeped the fuck yeah, out. We would. And probably do something about it. Not like, hey, let's just go to bed. You know, still. <laughs> <laughs> like, we definitely whole... won't die from this. <laughs> yeah. The whole movie doesn't make sense, really. The parents in both series are are shitty fucking parents, one, to begin with. But they're also, it is also unbelievable. Because it's, I, I may not believe that my child is being attacked in their dreams, but like when when you can see the difference in how your child acts and how they're not sleeping, and you can kind of see it attached through four or five other characters, you, you and would, she literally has fucking five hundred paintings of the same dude on her <laughs> walls. You wouldn't. I don't think you'd ever be like, "Nah, here's some sleeping pills. Go to sleep. You're fine. Don't worry." Like I just don't think that that's the that's something a parent would do. Even a shitty parent, I don't think. I, who knows? I guess. Even the the principal, like the dad of the new movie, like when they confront him, he becomes way more concerned about like his reputation than the fact that they murdered like a pedophile that is now killing the kids in their dreams. <laughs> right? He's like, we better not tell anybody about this, you <laughs> son of a bitch. What? <laughs> like the whole movie, I literally I just watched that. I think two days ago, too, they knew what it was. Just the whole time, I was going like, why the fuck are they doing that? Like, why the fuck are they doing that? <laughs> like, like, ah, it's so stupid. And and how they just somehow knew that they could pull Freddy into the real world. Like, Well, she so she pulled a little bit of his of his uh, clothing in with her by accident. Just like in oh, the yeah, old, that's right. Just that's like right. in the old one where she pulled the hat in by accident. That's how they found out. I, I forgot that the, she had a little piece of cloth yeah. on her. That's, that's right. So, yeah, I guess that makes a little more sense now, but still. <laughs> it know. is weird. Just, the, just the, the the Nightmare on Elm Street, just to begin with, is kind of, you know, obviously because it's a fucking, we're talking about the dream world and shit, it is kind of ham-fisted, but the the, the parents and, and the kids do kind of make weird decisions in all of the movies. Which yeah, is that- an atypical trope of, like, all horror movies, <laughs> but I feel like it's played up to the max <laughs> in the new Nightmare on Elm Street. It's like, what's the worst possible thing you can do? Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> let's your, take a, nailed it. <laughs> let's take a nap where he used to rape us. <laughs> in in the... In the original one, she's like, she, she, the captain's like, hey, to a sergeant, go outside, and if something weird's happening in my house, come let me know. And she's fucking screaming at the dude, get my dad! And he's like, huh, maybe I should go get the sarge. Like, <laughs> like it's just such a weird yeah. thing. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, so, 100%. Nobody would I, ever react like that. No, nobody. Uh, well, all right, I'll go tell the sarge. Yeah. Well, it's just I'm like gonna... in the blob 
when the cop was straight up, ignore those kids. They don't know what the <laughs> fuck they're talking about. They're just reporting a murder to us. <laughs> yeah, right. These dumb kids don't know what murder is. <laughs> the blob has some of the all-time dumbest moments in it. <laughs> oh, what right. are you going to do, doctor? I don't know. I'm going to shoot it with a shotgun. <laughs> Shooting it is think. always step one. It's from the outer space on an asteroid, you fuckface. What? <laughs> <laughs> Or the well, other the thing nurse, you said, it moves slow as shit, but somehow yeah. nobody can get away from it. The nurse just can't walk around it. She's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's all, come save me. It's like, why the fuck don't you just walk by it? Like, yeah. <laughs> the blob, like, the blob should have just been the town slowly walking away from it as it eats everything. <laughs> like, it's like, it's the blob. It's more of like a natural disaster than a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Where were they? If it was down south, they probably would have turned it into a drinking game, like every time it devoured a stop sign or something. Ah, they would have put yeah. it up for president. <laughs> it is orange. <laughs> it's about the same intelligence level. <laughs> that that episode's coming out tonight, by the way. we I put out an interview this morning, and that episode's coming out tonight. Awesome. Please. Well, well, let's... Let's go around and say what we think of it. So, so go let's ahead. say what we think of both, I guess. Yeah? Yeah. So, original Nightmare on Elm Street gets like a thumbs like halfway up from me for me my enjoyment of it, but a thumbs all the way up for like what it is to horror movies. The 2010 version gets a thumbs like halfway up for being a passable horror movie. And a thumbs all the way down when it comes to how it's just too derivative. For horror movies. Yeah, for what it does for horror movies. Yeah. You know what, Doyle? Thanks for finishing my fuck. <laughs> I'm obviously going to give the two, the original two giant thumbs up. I love the franchise. Uh, Robert England himself was super funny when we met him. He was such a nice yeah, dude. Yeah, he was. Um, he is so cool, He's I so met him. cool. Well, last year that Colorado Springs was down there. Yeah, that's what that's where we met him too. I, I got an autograph and a picture from him. He's such a nice guy. I, I love the franchise. Uh, two thumbs up. The 2010 remake. You know, I I like it when remakes stay kind of close to what they're supposed to be, and they have their small differences. And I just feel like Doyle. Like I feel like they tried to create a new f- horror monster by putting it in Freddy Krueger outfits and that just didn't work for me. I'd, I'd probably give it, you know, half a thumbs up, like you said, for being a kind of passable horror movie. Yeah. I'm in the exact same mode. I definitely like the first one. I don't know if it's like too huge thumbs up, but I do like it. It's, it's very good. This, the new one, besides like, it looks good. For the most part, I just did not enjoy it at all. Really, it, it, it really kind of. We didn't even talk about that. It really does the the cinematography and the visuals of kind of when you're in between the micro naps and where sh- you don't really know what's yeah. real and what's not. It it does actually yeah. look really good in the remake. It does visually, it's slick as fuck. Like especially, especially when she kind of goes into the ground. I think when the floor's made out of blood, yeah, and yeah. falls through it yeah. to the bed. Like that's a cool looking scene. You know what scene I'm I, thrown off by the pedophilia that comes after it. <laughs> the, the scene I really, really liked visually is when she falls asleep in class 
and she's like looking around her class is normal and then there's just a bang and everything falls and it just turns into like dust and ash and shit like that was really really cool and she's a scream queen yeah. she, she's got oh. a voice on her when she screams very very silent cool as shit and then when she claps back and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> I love the, I love the, I think the line originally came from Freddy versus Jason, but I love at the end when she's like, "You're in my world, bitch," and she fucking cuts his head off. I thought that was cool, but I, I'm pretty sure that comes from Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, <laughs> I like, I like how nobody in a, in a real life terrifying situation would like stop to throw out a one liner. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if, I'm about to. This is it. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta think about punchline. Doyle, oh, there it is. Thunder me dome. and you are it's about to shit. die. I'll make sure that I have a one liner ready. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest thing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> if, oh, if those are, if those aren't oh, your God. last words, Doyle, I'm going to be really disappointed. <laughs> he's going to be like, oh, he's going to be like, like that too. Come here, cut it out. Oh man, Tim, creepy. He says, <laughs> Tim, what do you rate it, bud? Um, I like both movies. Um, pretty equal. They're both just horror movies to me. I Freddy, I like Freddy's is aesthetically. I think he's got. A, I think he's a cool concept. I just, I don't know. Neither one of the movies are beyond good for me. I mean, they're not bad. I just, I don't love them. Sure. I almost muted you right there just for blasphemy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, let kidding. me know when that's happening because just I've been kidding. talking for like this entire episode <laughs> and didn't know that I was muted. Oh, Side sorry, note, Gabe, Gabe muted you the last time right as I was about to mute you. God yeah. damn, just drop it and chat or something <laughs> if my mic's too I'll hot. I'll say it, I'll say it, I'll say it. Sorry. Fuck. Oh, man. Well, it's like, Tim's real quiet this episode. You think? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you got to mute a Tim. (laughs) Well, on that note, that's what we're going to say when Tim dies. (laughs) (laughs) Be sure to visit us at TOTLB.com. God (laughs) muted Tim today. God (laughs) muted Tim. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> oh shit, that's uh, go to TOTLB.com. Oh, I'm gonna need my own hotline soon. Uh, at TOTLB.com, you can find our social media, <laughs> whatever they're called, outlets, stuff, and things. Uh, Facebook, obviously, Twitter, Instagram, those kind of places. YouTube. Also, find us on. Uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash TOTLB for extra content from the show and to also hear me say thank you. We think you're awesome. We love you very much. Seriously, thanks for supporting us. Uh, Go to tinyurl.com slash TOTLB to be sure to click subscribe and hit that bell so that you don't miss a single video that we make. 
trying to get to the point where we can have like a real YouTube address. So please be sure to go and subscribe. And of course, someday in the long, long from now, when God finally mutes Tim, he'll be tag teaming a midget in heaven with Michael Kirk. God rest Michael Kirk's midget loving ass. 970-573-6148. This episode has been brought to you by the hotline from a guy that didn't leave his name, I don't think. No, but he we didn't. Still, we still appreciate the idea for an episode. We hope to hear from more of you. Uh, feel free to let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about because we'd like to talk about it. And, of course, if you have any opinions about anything we said, like how – Gabe hates Friday the, or Gabe hates Nightmare on Elm Street, but likes Halloween. Or how Doyle vaping is a weird noise sometimes. Yes. Feel free to give us a call nine seven zero five seven three six one four eight. Past that, I've been Gabe. I'm Tim. I'm Doyle. I'm Juan. And we will talk to you soon. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast. Join us on Facebook and Twitter to get behind-the-scenes information for exclusive content and to be notified when new episodes are available. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent or reflect those of the Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast, Baron Space Productions, its partners, or affiliates. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is made available by its creators, Juan, John, and Gabe. The podcast is edited and produced by Juan, and Albie is the co-executive producer. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is a barren space production.